0: Today, on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we have the most special episode for you. We get to interview Anjali Bamani, beloved voice actor and actor, actor, as seen in the currently airing series, Miss Marvel. All that and more references that we have no control over.
1: Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll.
0: And I'm Jeff Randall, and I'm Zuhaira Lee. Well, we have
1: something really special for you guys today. As uh, Jeff mentioned in the intro, uh, we have an interview with Anjali Bhamani, and super exciting. She, uh, we got contacted to to have her on, and, and it just we were really thankful. First time we've ever had someone from the Marvel universe coming on the show uh, to to be interviewed. That's so cool, so so cool.
0: She has so many credits. That, yeah, that you probably have seen or heard she's the voice of Symmetra in Overwatch she's the voice of uh of Rampart in the game Apex Legends uh she's been on several episodes of Critical Role uh in Exandria Unlimited she's had a recurring role in Modern Family as Nina Patel uh she's had episodes of Silicon Valley that she was in she's currently playing Auntie Ruby in the Miss Marvel series like she's and and like she just wrote a wrote and published or uh is has created and
2: is getting a book out there into the world with a very successful kickstarter campaign
1: yeah 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 so guys it's just a lot of fun and i gotta tell you it's a great conversation like i i really thought we'd focus a lot on miss marvel and we do talk a good bit about the show but like it just turned into a great conversation about creativity and culture and representation and just like uh, the, the ability to find your power and like, it's just, it's just kind of, it turns into sort of a philosophy of creativity and art. And I just, I, I love that sort of conversation. So hope you guys really enjoy it. And,
0: uh, here it goes. When, uh, when I saw the email, like I was, I was in the gym and I saw the email come in on my phone and it was like, do you want a chance to interview Anjali Bumani? And I'm like, do what now? <laughs> Hang on. what <laughs> So that
3: makes me feel good. Thank you. I
0: leapt at that opportunity to like <laughs> immediately send the email back. Like, please, yes,
3: <laughs> no formalities
2: whatsoever. Just yes, 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 yes,
3: yes. <laughs> <laughs> Now you're gonna make me feel all like blushy. Um, no, most important thing before we even start, I need to know who is whom or who is who. I don't know English.
4: <laughs> I am
1: Jeff Randall. Jeff. Matthew Carroll.
3: Matthew and zoo is what I see.
2: <laughs> Zuhair, <laughs> Ali. Zuhair Ali. Zuhair Ali.
3: Zuhair Ali. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you all. there.
2: <laughs> I put it in the chat so you can actually see it properly. Yes. No. I knew.
3: once you said it, I'm like, okay, no. But I, I look. You're like me. My 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 screen name is Sweet Ange with three E's because when I was in high school. All my friends called me sweet on, and I was like, Oh, oh sure. nice. That's how you spell that. You do it with three E's, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's why I have the five U's, like one U for every letter in my name.
1: <laughs> there you go.
3: Perfect.
1: I like it. I like it. Yep. We've called him okay. Z for a long time now. <laughs> Zoo. All right.
3: Yeah. Oh. See, that's good. And that's also a good way to call people.
0: Yeah. So Absolutely. So you're
2: just going to pick call from every
3: corner
0: <laughs> zoo. <laughs> Pretty sure whenever I see Zoo in Zoom, he can probably hear me from like outside the headphones because I'm just like zoo! Yep.
3: it's a it's a term of endearment. It's a good thing. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. sure. You know, you know what I'm gonna do before we continue is I'm gonna close the 94 windows that are <laughs> <laughs> I, should I should
0: probably, probably do the same aspect. thing.
3: Don't make fun of her. Okay.
0: <laughs> only a touch distracted.
3: <laughs> well, it's not even so much distracted as oh bandwidth.
0: Mm-hmm. Can't
3: oh, yeah. Remember that time we couldn't do the Zoom interview because I? Uh,
1: <laughs> we just can't. We, we've searched everything on our end. We, are you sure it's nothing on your end? And Anjali just has like sure thousand windows. the,
3: other apps, that are open, the <laughs> other apps that are open or the fact that apparently I'm still on my Discord. None of those things. None mm.
0: of those things. <laughs> <right. laughs> Hold on. Let me close these other games that are running.
3: <laughs> no, seriously. Like I ran a watch along on Sunday and I just noticed that Discord was still open.
0: Oh, that's great. What were you watching along?
3: Ms. Marvel! Of course! <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my, one of my very, very sweet fan friends. Um, uh, he started off as a fan and then became a dear friend, and he's a lovely young fellow in the UK. And uh, he started a uh, community server for me. I hate, I hate using the word fans because that makes people sound like they're fanatics. It really is a community. So mm-hmm, yeah. right? They made a community server for me, and they named it The Bimaniacs.
1: Nice, that's great.
3: So cute. I can't decide whether we should call it the Bimaniacs because Bimani is how you pronounce it, Mm -hmm. or the Bimaniacs because maniac. But either way, I love it. (laughs) Yeah, it reads great. It's
2: great. That's an acceptable mispronunciation.
3: (laughs) I feel so too. Yeah, I feel like I can. I feel like I can justify that.
2: Absolutely. That absolutely means
1: you've like you've made it to superstardom if you have a like name for your fans like that. You know.
4: (laughs) Well, that was.
3: I mean, they. I can't remember who came up with it on Twitter. I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I can't remember who did it, but as soon as they did, I was like, you're my best friend, whoever. <laughs> how have awesome. I gone through this long in my life and not put two and two together about that word?
4: <laughs> right.
0: I felt like that whenever uh, like whenever I was watching Critical Role and they mentioned, like, you know, this was super early days of Critical Role and, like, they mentioned critters, and I was like,
3: what? How is that? How, how did I not? How did I miss that? I don't understand. How do they miss this? Yeah. Yeah. Totally get it. Totally yep. get it. Yeah, I am single-handedly attempting to make the hashtag critters show up to to like to blow up because I tell you, critters
1: show up. They show mm. up.
3: They are like in the most in the most lovely ways all over the world. Just them, like um, they they just they blow my mind with how lovely they are. Just really really lovely. It's a beautiful community of people that have come together surrounding a beautiful creative uh source so it's really really lovely i'm so i am so incredibly like I, it is not lost on me how lucky i am to be a part of the specific projects that i've been able to be a part of in the last you know five ten years it is not yeah. even remotely lost on me. it's why my entire office is covered with Art from all of those things.
1: Yeah, <laughs> all, everything on your IMDb is just like a hugely beloved property. It's it's amazing.
3: Again, like I'm so so fortunate. I, I'm, I think it's not just. Uh, and I, I'm sorry, we're like jumping right in. Is that okay? That's fine, like, sure. In, it's your show. I
1: was <laughs> about to ask, but should we say it started officially? Because you said before we started, I was like, this is fine if you're, <laughs> you're <good. laughs> We're going <laughs> to
4: just dive in. Like,
3: among many other things, what has been so extraordinary to me about getting to work on these specific projects that that then have these amazing communities over the course of the last, let's say, you know, about 10 years, is that it wasn't until... Then, really, that I my my passion for storytelling, which I call my weapon of choice, and my purpose of wanting to inspire people to find their own unique superpower, if you will. I know that word's thrown around a lot, and obviously in our (laughs) our deep world it's thrown around a lot, but I really do think it's true that every single person has one, if not more, really distinct, unique things about them that only they can provide to the world in their particular way. Mm -hmm. So being able to combine that passion for storytelling with getting other people excited about who they are, those two things came together in such a beautiful way, starting with Overwatch and then blowing up into this whole series of beautiful communities, whether it's the Critters around Critical Role, whether it's the uh, Apex community around Apex Legends, the gaming community in general, the cosplay community, and now the global Marvel community. And all of these, what's the greatest thing about it is, since I was a kid, I have been on the other side of that. I started playing D&D when I was eight. You know, like all of oh. this stuff, I've, I've I've loved these these properties and these worlds and these mythologies that have been created for, I've loved them from, from the consumption side for so many years. Yeah. And yeah. now finally, finally, finally the world is seeing the value of those things being more in the mainstream mm-hmm. and the people who love them are being celebrated for loving them as well. They should. That's right. And it's just, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful time to be able to come back to this world. And It's like the wildest of blessings that all my best friends have. Like for the most part, I get to work with my best friends all the time.
2: That's amazing. There there was a conversation that I actually had with some of my friends that I grew up uh, sharing the similar sentiment where it's like they moved away to like sports and stuff like that because it was the cool thing to do in high school, right? Like your reputation mattered. But I was still the nerd. Like I love anime. I love superheroes. Why would I stop watching that? And of course, I got picked on for it. Uh, once I hit 6'3, it was kind of hard to pick on me. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it went to this thing where it's like we hit these separate pads and then came back, and people are like, man, we were into this all along, and these posers are just getting into it. And now it's like, yeah, but they're into it. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're watching this together.
3: It's such an interesting phenomenon, isn't it? It's anytime. How do I say this? I find it very sad when communities that are that have historically been um have included the outsiders when those outsiders become exclusive of everybody else out of bitterness for them not liking it in the first place
4: yeah because
3: what that does it's just it's just a different kind of exclusion right Mm -hmm. and this is all about the world right now the world needs is not just representation the world needs inclusion Uh, absolutely we need to be telling stories about each other not because we want one of everything and it's Noah's Ark. It's it's, we want everyone to feel like a part of it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
3: One of my favorite things that Jeff Kaplan said when overwatch first came out is the only people we want to exclude from playing this game are people who exclude other people.
1: That's right. Yeah. I like it. That's right.
3: Right? Everything else is fair game. Jump
1: on in. So jumping into Miss Marvel, there, mm. we have had a huge reaction from our listenership talking about Miss Marvel. And some of them have been connecting very personally with, you know, the, sorts of, uh, the, the cultural aspects of Miss Marvel and how it's uh, this representation they've seen for the first time. But even beyond that, uh, we had an email from a guy last night. He's like, you know, everybody's talking about representation. I'm a 50 year old white dude, but like this show represents me like i feel so connected to kamala and i think that's so powerful because kamala's character you know you're see if you see a character that is different from you as a protagonist it allows you to have that window into them being the lead character and them being someone to be rooted for and i just i I think it's so powerful
3: that is such a beautiful thing to hear because that is precisely what I have been hoping for before this show came out, was hoping that people would realize. This show, yes, it is a, is a giant love letter to the, the Muslim pa- Pakistani communities, but it really is a love letter to anyone who has been afraid of stepping into their power. Mm -hmm. To anyone who's felt like they weren't, they were somehow not, they didn't fit in or whatever, and that somehow this would make them weirder to step into their power? What do you, that fear Mm
4: -hmm. when you
3: first find your strength and what does it mean? The responsibility of it, the excitement of it, all of those things. I do genuinely feel like this is a story that, that, speaks to so much more than a particular cultural background or a particular um, uh, demographic. I think it really does speak to people all over the world. It really has. And and as the story progresses, and I I just, I'm just (laughs) keeping up on the inside what I know is coming. As the story progresses, there's even more that I think people are going to connect to and identify with and feel for, because right now, you know, episode one, we've seen how amazing Iman is. We're yeah. all in love with Kamala. She's adorable. She's funny. She's smart. She's witty and she's still the outsider. So we can kind mm-hmm. of like connect with her and bond with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just so, there's so much more coming. The family is amazing. The, I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm so excited.
2: I think <laughs> it was one of the things like when they asked me to come on, like I was very excited. Cause like, as an Ismaili Muslim, And as a Pakistani that was like exciting for me to be able to like share like the similarities in this and that, but Mm -hmm. then like just all the stuff of being a teenage girl, that's a nerd that gets easily distracted and all Mm -hmm. those things. Like I didn't even have to talk to the Pakistani stuff because everything else was just like, there's so much more to relate to. There's so, so many- much, right?
3: And we're only at on episode one. <laughs> each of the characters, there's so many things you're going to fall, you know, you're going to learn more about these leading characters, obviously, as we go on. And each one of them has an aspect of, you know, just like human beings, each one of them has flaws and each one of them has strengths. And you're mm-hmm. going to see all of those at play. I knew how beloved the comics were going in for, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. but, um, there was, there was a question. And you know, we all, as is, as is, you know, as does happen anytime you are creating an artistic offering, there's that part of you, whether you, the person or you, the the group of people creating it, that's like, oof, how are, are people really going to see what we want to do? Are people going to really, are we conveying the thing that we want to convey? Mm-hmm. And I, when we saw the first two episodes at the premiere, I was just like, I mean, I was in tears before the, we were like 30 seconds in Mm. because I knew, I just knew I was like, okay, they, they got it right. They nailed it. We we got it right. I
2: actually felt that way with the, the Miss Marvel sizzle that came out at the the Disney plus event last year, like when one of the producers was talking about how exciting and how happy she was that it was a Pakistani character and having other writers and producers and people in that room that shared that experience, like I teared up for that and I was so excited to start like, uh, I I mean, what was it like in the room, like thinking about stuff like that? Like I heard Iman's interview about talking about (gasps) the, like saying bismillah before you drive and Mm -hmm. like how that was such a normal thing and adding to the script was like, hope it works out. I was like,
3: yeah, to
2: be able to live those experience. Like, what was that like?
3: It was it, it was incredible for a million different reasons because here's the other thing obviously one of the one of the things that um, we and they I want to I say they because the creators were really the ones who who you know led the charge obviously mm, right. wanted to convey is that yes this is about a, a Pakistani Muslim family mm-hmm. there are Muslims of all backgrounds mm, in the yeah. world. And just like certain ethnicities, not everybody looks alike. Not everybody sounds alike. And through the course of this series, you're going to meet different people who have related, but different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And that's what life is about, right? We all, ultimately, we all have a certain undercurrent of humanity that is in all of us. That's
4: right. But it's all
3: of those unique things that make each individual them, that make them them. Mm -hmm. So... There's no I I think what's really one of the really exciting things about this show is that you are going to see people you never thought of or people are going to see people that they never thought of as, oh, yes. Of course, that person is a Muslim because that's who they are on right. this. That is that who that character is. They don't look like I would think or whatever. I think it's going to expand people's mindset and expand people's understanding of what that can be out in the world. Because let's face it, it's very easy for everyone in the world to judge a book by its cover and to assume yeah. that everyone who does one thing or another looks like another. But as well, you know, Zuhair, uh, you know, a lot of times a Sikh will be. Uh, confused for a muslim will be confused for a hindu will be a pakistani for an arabic person like every people there's a lot of blurring the lines and Mm -hmm. while of course no two brown like all brown people are not the same it's also understandable that people would sometimes have to ask because there's a lot of crossing the streams
4: Mm -hmm. in the communities
3: you know Um, There are Indian Muslims, there are Pakistani Muslims, there are black Muslims, there are white Muslims, there, you know, there are people all over the world.
2: Yeah, you look at the history of like, how, you know, I also trained Filipino martial arts, and my instructor that I talk to all the time, he's a big history guy as well. And we talk about like, how there was Muslim influence on the southern islands, because they were part of the empire at one point, Mm -hmm. and how like, their food and their tradition and some of the structures between their weaponry and stuff like that is based off of, the different empires, and you think of the history of how it spread uh, through the Silk Route, how they had plenty of parts in Africa and the Mediterranean, how much that influenced Spain and Greece. And. Uh, I love when people tell me that I pronounce like gyro wrong. Cause it's like, no, mm-hmm. it's pronounced differently. on like, depending what exactly. country you're from, what it's country different, you're from, from and- different
3: places. Mm-hmm. And so what I, what I am also hoping that this show is, is that while yes, it is a love letter to a particular family in a particular story and all that, I do hope it's a little bit like a gateway drug to people to finding out more mm-hmm. about other cultures and finding out more about other religions because they get excited to see it.
4: Yeah, right.
3: That to me is the like the ultimate compliment for a creator is when their creation inspires people to dig deeper into something they didn't know about. Inshallah. Yeah. There.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are so many times where um, when we were talking about the episode, you know, in our instant reaction cast, where like you know a, a word will have come up, and we were like, "Zoo, uh, what is what is beta? Like, uh, what uh, do these oh, words beta. mean? Like, how yeah. how does this?" Because yes. like it didn't it didn't translate in the in the uh in this the closed captions or anything, but like, so what does beta mean? Like how does I want to make sure I'm using it right. <laughs>
3: sure, sure. And that's exciting, right? Because we get yeah. to answer those questions. You know, and look, as an Indian, I can tell you straight up, like, there are plenty of times someone asks me something about Indian culture and I have to go, hey, you know what? I don't know. Let me go check it yeah. out. <laughs> um, and it helps us yeah. connect more. You know, it helps us and also makes it clear to everybody that I'm not I can't be entirely your tour guide through this culture. I'm one person.
0: You mean you yeah. don't know everything? I know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but but not just to put you know to make a joke of it. But any show, any book, any game, whatever. No one property, no one story can possibly represent an entire culture, an oh, entire religion. Oh, yeah. You know it, it's it's not possible, and it shouldn't be possible because if that were true, we'd be very two dimensional. Mm-hmm. But to have a story that is complex and beautiful like this one be one of the ones that's coming out now. That's what I mean about the gateway drug. You have a oh, yeah. story doing that. Then there will be another. Then there will be another. Then there will be another. Right. And the more complex stories that we tell, that also are infused with little bits of different cultures, little bits of different religions, and and deal with people of different gender orientations, or you know, all of it is going to. I think it's just going to excite people more about learning about the people around them. And that, I I mean, if there's anything we need, there are so many things we need in today's world, but really the eagerness and excitement to know each other rather than judge each other Mm -hmm. is like, that's one of the top ones I think we really need.
1: Seems like you should tell that to aunt Ruby, you know, uh, she, she, (laughs) she's been a little judgy so far.
3: It's complex
2: as well. She's a victim of her own environment.
3: Yeah, that's the other thing. As soon as you get the title of Auntie, like it's just like starts to change you. There's just a thing. (laughs)
2: I'm just kidding. I remember the first time that I was like, I met a client and the kid was like, When is the uncle leaving? I'm like, no, 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 no. I am not an uncle yet. You will call me by John. Uh, I still yeah. have a few more of the years like, now I have the Rossini hairline, so it's like, okay, I'll I'll accept it if need be, but I'm not full uncle yet, I refuse if it, to if accept it's any it.
3: consolation, I don't know when uh, when it switched from people online saying, Anjali, will you marry me, to Anjali, will you adopt me? But somewhere <laughs> in there, I was like, no, 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 no go, back, go back to the... I like the, the other one, it was very flattering. <laughs> it was very, very flattering. Stop so, calling yeah. me Anjali, I'm Didi, I'm Didi, I'm Didi. I'm not Anjali, I'm Didi. Yes!
1: <laughs> our, our community is called pandas, and so people have been calling me Papa Panda sometimes, and sometimes no Jeff. And uh, one day somebody called me Granddaddy Panda, and I was like, "Wait a second, <laughs> I'm 38." <38. laughs> okay. <world> <laughs> yep.
3: Also, I can't. I mean, I can't be too mad at it because, because interestingly enough, here in Hollywood, I've 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 had the blessing and the curse of playing people of vastly different ages. Yeah. Yep. So, um, right before. My husband and I got married. I booked a role um, playing a grandmother uh, on a network show um, <laughs> to not so young kids. I mean, they were like, you know, 10 and 12 or something. And I was like, well, baby, you married a GILF. You didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> we were this. We skipped over milk. We went straight to GILF. Let's go. All
2: right. So we were talking about this um, before you hopped on. So when when your scene came up, I took it as you were. Kamala's mom's friend because mm-hmm. it was just auntie. Mm-hmm. Because if it, if it were related, then I figured that she would say like Hala or something like that. Right. Matt was like, yeah. oh, they're sisters because she said aunt. So I was explaining. It's right. like, I had no idea. It's
3: a little bit different in South Asian culture. Um, and I think this also translates to a lot of other cultures as well. But mm-hmm. auntie is sort of a um, catch-all. Auntie and uncle are sort of a catch-all for elder who is respected and right. And a friend,
4: Zoo um, made us aware a line of
3: that. In, there's a line in that movie, The Namesake, if you ever saw it with Kal Penn, uh, where he's talking to his girlfriend at the time, and she's nervous because she's meeting all of these people from his family, and, he, and she's like, I, "I don't know their names." And He said, "Just call them, dear uncle. You'll yep. be fine."
4: Yeah, that's
3: great. And it sounds funny, but it's also true because it's, yeah. it is it is a term of respect, and it is also it comes with a it comes with a set of expectations of a yeah. certain behavior, yeah. um, that, that, uh, that by John, there, and I will hopefully not be, uh, doing in our older years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it that I'm, um, you know, I'm getting that just from watching the show and uh, thankfully ha- having zoo to help me out understanding that cause we were like, Oh, that's your sister. We were talking all about like maybe her mom, maybe cause there's a connection to the mom somehow in the story. And we were like, maybe the sister will help her figure it out. And Zoo was like, mm, sister, what do you mean? <laughs> like, Oh, <laughs> we didn't understand sorry another thing auntie ruby taught me uh us gora uh did not understand
3: uh- <laughs> sorry that was amazing i'm very proud of you right now
2: dude the fact that um, she just said, like, did you see he was with the Gorda man? I was like, you're not even gonna throw subs on for that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when Kamala's mom, I forget her name, so I just called her auntie. When auntie yeah. was yelling at the driving instructor, just called her a oh, Kamina. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, oh my I god!
3: That's what, that's what I said during the watch along. I was like, you guys, you have no un- you have no idea how good <laughs> this is. That they would be defending their child, their baby, to the hilt. <laughs> my jaw
2: dropped when she called her a Kamina. I was like, oh my <laughs> god. <But> that's <laughs> not one of the worst words, but it was enough to make me go, he doesn't oh. even know how much he's being insulted right now.
3: <laughs> no, he does not. Oh. That's awesome. <laughs> I do love that they're not translating those in the in the captions and in the subtitles because it is making folks ask.
4: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
3: You know, yeah. you want to know, ooh, what does that word mean? You connect more with the learning of the word when you have to actually ask what it means as opposed to mm. when you see the translation.
0: Yeah. <sighs> you got to do a little bit of work to get the, <laughs> to get the meaning <laughs> out of it.
3: And some words just don't have a great translation. They just sound yeah. the, the onomatopoeia of it and just like, mm. they just sound right.
4: Yep. Um, yeah.
3: So, uh, so yeah, no, I, it, and, and I love, again, there is, um, because there are so many South Asian languages um, spoken in India and in Pakistan, and there's so much um, kind of overlap and similarity between them. It's really cool to see which characters are saying things in which ways as you move.
1: Yeah. Forward. Mm. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. So,
2: do you That's speak cool. anything aside from Hindi?
3: Well, I speak Spanish and French. Um, uh... Very useful (laughs) as an Indian. Uh, I grew up in America, so I speak Spanish and French. Um, And then I speak a little bit of Hindi and a little bit of Gujarati. And I have a tendency to to confuse them a lot because my family spoke Gujarati growing up. But my parents very wisely were like, well, now we can talk about her without her knowing. So they didn't really touch <laughs> Um So I learned all of the words that meant me and then everything else I didn't pay attention to. But uh, but I, so yeah, Hindi, I speak obviously in, in a lot of uh, games and a lot of shows and stuff. I've had to speak Hindi and I've had to learn a variety of other um, Indian dialects. I spoke Bengali uh, on Alex Inc.
4: Oh, yeah.
3: I've had to. I've had to learn a variety and work on the dialects as much as as possible um, to be able to play those characters and do it accurately, um, you know, and, and respectfully. So, um, but it's been really fun. I mean, the job of an actor is like a lifelong college experience because you are constantly yep. yeah. taking such and such 601 you're constantly taking these advanced courses to <laughs> be able to step into the world of a particular character
4: uh-huh.
3: yep. um and it's a really lovely thing it's the greatest education you know your life is just a giant opportunity to learn an opportunity to dig in whether to the human condition or to circumstances or to history or to you know all sorts of things so i love it if you're a voracious reader or a learner it's a great uh, career to be in because you have an excuse to learn everything
1: <laughs> well, let me ask you. You're stepping into this world now. The MCU. We are huge MCU fans around here. Name of the podcast and all. uh <laughs> The what? What was your experience with MCU prior? How much did you have to like? How much 601 of the MCU did you have to take to like when you were getting into it? Like, was it new to sure, you? Or sure, you?
3: So my original connection to the MCU was the X Men comics. Oh yeah. Um, those were my those were my originals, and I. <laughs> so many, I just remembered another memory of, of reading. Like I was so connected to the fact that these heroes were also so human and had human flaws. That's right. And, um, and, and I loved so much the complexity of the stories that were being told that each one of them was dealing with not just how to be a superhero, but how to be a person, how yeah. to be, how to be an other in a world where people judge you for being different, how to how to control your power, and how to use your power for the powers of good, or you know, in some cases, they were characters who had the same experience, but decided it turned them towards the, the the forces of evil, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I, it, it felt very, very uh, true to life. I feel like, you know, our modern day mythology is marvel and and all of these you know all of these other modern day mythos that we have been creating and so Mm -hmm. what's cool about it is just like the greek gods and the norse gods in those actual pantheons panthea pantheons um in those actual religions and in those actual mythologies um the the heroes and the characters in the mcu and in these, and other comic books and other graphic novels and whatever, they are all similarly dealing with challenges and flaws. Absolutely. There's no one perfect being in any one of these any one of these comic mm-hmm. books, in any one of these universes.
1: It's not DC, it has complexity. Just teasing. <laughs> um, that's just uh, for our, our listeners, we just like to pick on DC sometimes. Um, nah, that's something that I would say. That's my line. <laughs> I know, I know.
3: I am Switzerland.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the other thing though i grew up and and this is a side note but one of the reasons that ms marvel is so special to me is when i was growing up the closest thing i had to a superheroine who was i could connect with was wonder woman she was the only one out there
4: yeah yeah and the only
3: thing we had in common was that we were female and we both had dark hair like that was that was what we had but i oh, I just grabbed onto it and ate it up and I loved it so much and connected with it so much. And so, you know, whatever opinions any of us have about one uh, one company or another or one particular mythos or another just the fact that they existed when they did and oh, yeah. continue to evolve as they do i think is a really really special thing
1: absolutely mm-hmm.
3: competition just raises the bar
1: absolutely I, I love dc i'm just teasing i i, uh, I right. really i actually thought it's interesting you're talking about how uh the modern day mythos and these characters and how complex they are but it's interesting because dc came first and their characters are a little more iconic uh, isn't the word i'm looking for uh, but they're a little more like they're representational of like an idea yes. almost. And yes. and the Marvel characters are a lot more, you know, they they dig in and they feel human. And I think it's interesting because that's kind of what's happened in our media over the last 50 years anyway, is like oh, the, the the rise, of the anti-hero, the sort of just complex heroes and villains and sort of what makes you make that decision instead of just being like the idea.
3: I think that's also just a product of the time in which these characters have been created.
4: Yeah, absolutely. You
3: know, um. um at the time that wonder woman was created that was the most complex and interesting and and powerful depiction of a particular female superhero that we had yeah. and then as the world continued to evolve storytelling began to evolve and even now all of those you know original iconic characters are becoming more and more are uh, uh, they're being explored different sides of them are being explored yeah you yeah. know and again i think that's just a factor of us us recognizing and celebrating and being open to the complexity
4: mm-hmm.
3: uh within all of us as time goes on um because it's you know you, decades ago it was scary people weren't uh, people weren't sharing all of themselves
2: yeah. that's right i don't yeah. think.
3: Um, i mean not that i was there but it seems like it was a much uh, a much more difficult time to be unique
2: Yeah. And for better or for worse, that's kind of how Iron Man started off is that the Mm -hmm. main enemy was, you know, Middle Eastern countries relevant to the times that we're living in now and, you know, what we consider threats and what's an issue. And you have these people that kidnap him living in mountains, you know, speaking in Farsi and Urdu and Arabic and all that stuff. And it was relevant to, i think that was the main intrigue of that iron man story was that it was relevant to current times and it grew on that depending on how our country and how our storytelling and how our experience has evolved within the last absolutely years
3: absolutely yeah and even in the mcu when they're dealing with characters that are going back in time or maybe came came up at a different in a different particular period they are incorporating the history of that time as best Mm -hmm. as they can and who was who were fighting against who or whom mm. I'm so bad at that, but <laughs> we're who, 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 who fighting against each other uh, at the particular time in yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it, storytelling. Look, storytelling is it has to be complex and it has to have some pitfalls in it. There is a there is a difficulty to doing it accurately in the present when you are talking about a different time. Yeah,
4: and yet oh, still being
3: able to speak to issues that are going on now. It's it's one of the reasons why I think sci-fi is so powerful too is because you're dealing with a future that has not been yet and yet almost always and it's one of the things I love about sci-fi almost always sci-fi is dealing with or touching on sociopolitical or or uh, you know anthropological issues that we are dealing with in our present day That's they've right. just found a way to separate it a little bit in this fantasy universe so we can tolerate hearing it about ourselves
0: yeah mm-hmm. yep just kind of take a step back to see it from outside of our own perspective yep. exactly and, and be
1: able yep. to sneak those morals in under the guise you know of, <laughs> how oh dare
3: you sneak
0: s- morals in on yeah. me <laughs> yeah.
3: or just sneak the questions <laughs> in even when sometimes you know someone doesn't absolutely necessarily if if a if a creative team or a or an author or whatever doesn't necessarily want to hammer in a particular message, quite often they just create they just give an opportunity to ask the difficult questions and let the the audience or the reader decide. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's also
3: a beautiful thing.
1: Big Star Trek fan here, so I'm right. I'm on board with that Likewise. very much. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, love it, love it.
0: Uh, one of the things that we've seen with the MCU, you know that that storytelling has gotten more complex, mm-hmm. um, and you know the the better villains that we've seen are always the ones that you can identify with and relate with in a, in a way like, especially when it comes to something like black Panther, how like Killmonger had like, he won the moral argument in in the film. And like, we kind of agree with him, maybe not his methods, but like, I could see where he could go.
3: That's precisely it right there. Mm -hmm. Right. The coolest depictions of quote unquote, bad guys are people who do not think they are bad guys and have a, Very clear reason to question that. I mean, I think of Magneto like that. Oh yeah, like he had absolutely every reason to be pissed off because of his history, (laughs) and it could have gone either way. And it's just, you know, he could have gone either way as a child. He could have gone either way in terms of how he decided to remedy that pain. And I think that is what we do as humans. We are not a product of our experiences. a product of what we do with those experiences
4: That's fair you
3: know some of the deepest kindest most beautiful people i know have had the most troubled upbringings or come from from countries that are war torn or, or difficult just difficult difficult childhoods or difficult circumstances and on the flip side i know a lot of people who had a relatively blessed and easy upbringing who maybe didn't quite lean into the powers <laughs> of good in their in their real life It can go either way mm-hmm. so i think that is that is is that that sweet spot in modern day mythology is making a case for wow i i kind of get why he's doing what he's doing i hate what he's doing yeah. but i kind of get it i just don't ju- that doesn't justify it
0: yeah you it's know? that it's that daredevil punisher aspect of like you're just yeah. one bad day away from being me.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. are you a vigilante or are you a hero? There's a fine right. line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. Know?
0: Tap dancing on that line. Yeah. So vigilante or hero, what do we got from Miss Marvel?
3: I'm not telling you that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping we had just kind of like dragged you along.
3: We're one episode in. I'm not gonna spoil anything for you. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, okay, I mean you guys look, you guys see the sweetheart that Kamala is. Oh,
4: you know, absolutely. And
3: in this first episode. So I think we can kind of like safely root for, uh, yeah. for, you know, for her being the hero. That said, yeah. what kind of hero is she going to be? Mm-hmm. That's always the question. You know, and, and a hero to whom? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Who, who, who's going to believe in her and who's not?
0: Yeah. Because the, the, the quote unquote villains always see themselves as the heroes of their own story.
3: Yeah. And also like look at all the Spider-Man movies where in, in inevitably there's some jerk in the movie who thinks he's a horrible person and there's, you know, the same thing happened with Batman. Same thing happens with so many different uh, so many different heroes. That the question is, are they actually a force of good or are they just taking matters into their own hands? Um, it's that also is an incredible duality that I love that so many superhero franchises deal with. They deal with that beautifully on the boys on Amazon. Mm, yeah. They deal with that you know they deal with that in the x-men they deal with that in uh in all of the avengers uh, movies and properties so um so yeah i think that i think we'll have to answer that question in our show too at some point
1: <laughs> little hint there but <laughs> which side does auntie ruby fall on is she <gasps> a hero or a vigilante Ooh. or an antagonist because i gotta say she's kind of seeming antagonistic to me a Little bit, you know, she's poking the Kamala Bear there. That eyebrow,
3: god, is so. I wish we were talking after a few more episodes. Um, <laughs> we, can, we circle can circle back see, if you want. She looks
2: ready to go, Ruby Auntie.
3: I'm gonna plead the fifth and let you decide. <laughs> okay, you all can hit me up after the season concludes and tell me what you thought.
0: We'll circle back. We'll circle back.
2: I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna stay on the Anjali Didi side. I don't want to see Ruby Auntie. Yeah, good.
0: <laughs> 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 That eyebrow that, that Auntie Ruby shot at Kamala yeah. after Kamala was like, She went for it. You know, she had a dream and she went for it. And that eyebrow was like, Oh, <laughs> oh
3: no,
4: oh, yeah. I love
3: it. No. No. Like Auntie Ruby says, what she's going to discover is she doesn't have a ring on her finger. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. a different set of pr- 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 priorities. Yeah, I yeah. think that's all it is. They're just different priorities yeah. here.
0: That definitely looked like that came from uh, uh, a place of experience, like the that character. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You may have your own Auntie Ruby. <laughs>
3: Auntie Ruby to me is an amalgam of a lot of my different aunties.
2: That's fair. That's,
3: that's what, what fair.
0: I
2: told them on the instant reaction. I was like, there's a lot of Pakistani culture that I want to talk about. There's a lot of Pakistani toxicity that I want to talk about. This is kind of part of it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not. Uh, yeah, and and again, as you watch the sh- as the show continues, I'll be interested again. We'll all we'll all uh, compare notes after after the end of the yep. season. That, that sounds great. I very much, especially Uzuhair. I'd really like to hear. Uh, More from you. No, no, especially because look, I'm not Pakistani. I'm Indian and I'm playing an Mm -hmm. Indian Muslim in the show. So I'm always interested to see where our cultures overlap. And if we have done a, 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 if you feel that we have done honor to that, because I know that that was a huge, huge focus through every single thing that we did. There's a reason that we had so many creators on the project, starting with Sana who you know created Ms. Marvel, you know everybody around who had that experience and we had experts and consultants on the show. and we had Iman. You know, giving us the like, well, this is what it's like for a teenager. So yeah. you know, like, we don't, I may think I remember it, but it just wasn't the same.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to control myself a little bit, but you actually like hit me in the heart, like I'm getting emotional, just the fact that you said that and the fact that it means so much.
3: I'll tell you, and I think this is really important to note too. It's not just the Brown creators on the show who really cared about it. This came from the top down. Mm-hmm. Kevin, very much everybody there at Marvel mm. wanted to do this right and wanted it to be. Res- not just respectful, but celebratory.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
3: um, the, the honor and respect that they paid doing this, whether every single person thinks it's perfect or not, the respect was paid. And I think that's very, very important to note because like I said, no one property, no one character, no one story can represent every single person in a particular demographic.
4: Mm-hmm. All
3: that we can ask for is that those to- stories are told respectfully and with thoughtfulness and with, and with depth and i think they have i think they've really excelled at that and i and i felt it on set and i felt it watching those episodes
2: i think my roommate's cutting onions or something i'm tearing up a little bit
0: (laughs) (laughs) onions
3: definitely onions
0: definitely Definitely (laughs) the onions
1: well you you're talking about people finding their 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 secret their ability their their power uh you wrote a book called i am fun size and so are you can you tell us a little bit about
4: it
3: I sure can. Well, that's for you. Did a deep dive. Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, so, in two thousand, there is a little bit of backstory on this. In two thousand seventeen, when when Overwatch had blown up, and I was getting connected more and more with the gaming community again for the first time in many years, uh, and the tabletop community, and and every, you know, like just the whole the wide artistic community of people that that I was introduced to through that game. I was blown away by the generosity that everyone was exhibiting online with their own creations. There was a day in particular when I was like, "Oh, let me just ask for a fan art friday and maybe like two or three things will show up." And I asked on a Thursday night and I was like, "I'll see something in the morning." And in the morning it was like, "Boom, boom, 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 boom." boom. People of <laughs> all different people of all different levels of expertise people just grabbing things and and promoting other artists people throwing stuff up people posting their cosplay and i was so blown away by their willingness to give of themselves in that creative way that i was like okay you've been wanting to do something for a long time but you've been letting perfection be the enemy of good and not doing it get off your ass and do it so (laughs) that night i i had been thinking about from for many moons thinking about doing a blog or a vlog or something but i wanted it to be about something that meant something to a, a larger community. And at the time I was like, Oh, well I'll do it for petite women, but that's very exclusive. Um, just because I am one doesn't mean that we are, you know, I wanted to include everyone. And then I realized the term fun size for me, as cute as it is for tiny things and, and candy bars. Um, I feel like we're all fun size. I feel like we were all built for fun. We all are built to live these huge, fun, magnificent lives, but let's face it. Life has an uncanny way sometimes of making us feel small and people can do that experiences can do that we can do that to ourselves in our own mind and so what I wanted to do was create this web series this this Vlog web series thing um, that would help people by giving them about uh, telling them about my experiences with things. So I started up a, a public email address, Anjali at iamfunsize.com and I said, "Send me your questions. Don't ask me things about my characters. You can find that out on the internet. Ask me what you want. These things that you are DMing me, ask these to me now, and I will tell you about my experiences. I'm not a doctor. I only play them on TV, but I can give you <laughs> opinions. Like, I don't do advice. I do opinions." So I would, I was, it would, people would ask these very penetrating questions and I would share my experiences with them. And it just, it it happened to be particularly popular amongst this community. And I got a lot of beautiful feedback from people at conventions and online saying how it changed their lives. And uh, a friend of mine early on, my friend Seti Lopez had said, you got to write a book. You got to write a book. You got to write, you got to turn this into a book. And finally, um, last year I did. Um, so I ran a Kickstarter to, to fund the whole thing and to be able to publish it through my own publishing company, which I have now, Tiny Paws Publishing, um, and uh, Tiny Paws because my dog.
1: Who's gonna paws. ask? Tiny Paws <laughs> gotta be a pet reference. <laughs> tiny
3: Paws do big things. That's our that's our thing. Because I have Tiny Paws too, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> So the book is yeah, we we ran the Kickstarter, it was very successful, got the book finished, it's beautiful, and I'm announcing here for the first time, uh, we are going to be launching it worldwide at the end of August of this year. Nice.
4: Oh, congratulations.
3: So for the world, it will be we'll be doing the ebook, the the actual paperback and I'm pointing to it like you can see my room, the paperback <laughs> and uh, and the audiobook, of course, because you know. I mean, right. obviously I got to do the audiobook.
0: I, I don't understand. Do you do voice acting? Yeah, exactly.
3: I not do the audiobook, especially the chance <laughs> to be my dog's voice because he's in the book too. Um, so yeah, So that's what the book is about. And really more than anything, as I was writing it, what I wanted more than anything was this tangible thing that people could have with them to let them know that no matter how unique their journey is, they're not alone. That either there is someone who has experienced the same thing, who can shine a flashlight on, you know, on you in that cave. Or there's someone who's like, I may not understand what you're going through, but I'm here with you. I'm sitting next to you. I'm here with a joke. I'm here with a shoulder. I'm here cheering you on. If you're afraid, I got you. Mm-hmm. You know, that people, because I feel like it's very, especially with the, with the experiences of the last couple of years with the pandemic, it's very easy to, even in this world of, extreme connectivity it's very easy to feel disconnected
4: Mm -hmm. you know the
3: internet has connected us all in an amazing way and yet in many ways it's also left us all to feel more and more disconnected Mm -hmm. and so my goal is to give people one more stepping stool one more tool to be able to fight that in their world and know that they're not on their own with this wow
1: i love love that that. i love that message i i believe that's what all art is for is 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 to Show people that you're experienced. Yeah, it's it's, so show people they're not alone, no matter what the art is about. It's almost always some form of that. I I love that.
3: And to show them also that even though you may not think that you are unique and special, there's only one of you in the world. Mm. Yeah. And when we create these heroes, and, and, and this too, this is part of the reason when I was saying my, my passion and my purpose coming together with all of these projects. When you see a hero that you identify with in a story, whether it's because of their cultural background, their religion, their sexual orientation, their gender orientation, whatever it is, or just their story. When you see a hero that you identify with and you admire, then you see that hero in yourselves and you can take that out into the world Mm -hmm. With that sense of agency and that sense of empowerment. And I think because there are a lot of people who don't have that opportunity, whether because of social anxiety or diversity, whatever it is, that don't have that opportunity to connect as easily. That also, this form of storytelling is another step for them to be able to do that. For them to be able to step just one tiny step beyond their boundaries. And then another tiny one. And then another tiny one because they got inspired by seeing a hero that they can see in themselves. That's a really cool thing
0: yeah I, that's one thing that matt and i had talked about with uh with miss marvel like not being muslim or pakistani or like really having any cultural uh connection with her i saw a lot of myself in just her mannerism in what seemed like adhd mm-hmm. and i was like i you know i went undiagnosed for you know 30 plus years and mm-hmm like seeing how she just zones out when somebody <laughs> talks about the future. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, it's, yep.
3: they're doing it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're actually right? doing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And
3: they're doing it in this way that is celebratory.
4: Yeah. yeah.
3: We we understand that everyone in, around her is saying this is a bad thing, but we're seeing what she's seeing in this art and in these, oh, these yeah, beautiful man. illustrations. We're like, well, that's, come on, I guess that's kind of cool.
2: And how much joy that world brings to her.
3: Yeah, I mean, how much complexity and excitement and, and imagination that brings to her. Yeah. And celebrating that uniqueness in her, even if the world around her wants her to conform. Mm. You know, I think that's something that all of us can, can relate to. Because uh, what, is, what is the line from Spanglish? You know, given the choice between being, uh, being like everyone else and being odd, you got to root, <laughs> <laughs> root for odd. Got to root for odd.
0: Got to. Always odd. I, see, I think it's my turn for onions to be cutting.
3: Yeah. I see. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, secretly, I'm just chopping onions over here. You can't see, and I'm just, like, feeding. Uh,
2: it know. must be an acting trick. There's just always onions on set.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, menthol good good tip good tip no, uh,
3: no no don't ever do that to yourself don't okay. ever i've seen that go horribly wrong <laughs> i've seen i've seen people use the craziest things and i'm just like oof this is this is, that's gonna leave a mark yeah. don't do it
1: <laughs> this podcast listenership knows that i can cry if i need to uh, yeah. they, they, they've, they've heard it enough times about oh. almost. it's, it's, it's sad. I it, <laughs> I think we, I think this whole community is big softy. Is like we're
0: all yeah. We're yeah. just a bunch of teddy bears over here.
3: Well, look, if we weren't supposed to feel things and we weren't supposed to feel them big, we wouldn't be able to.
4: Yeah,
3: true. For a reason, like I, I, this is another thing that I love so much about being an actor and. I have my, my father really to credit with this because my father was a surgeon, but he wanted to be an actor when he was younger. My mm. parents actually met doing a play in medical school. Mm. And my dad, he just felt things really big, like mm. everything, you know, he would tear up easily. He had a temper, he like big, go- good or bad. He all, he felt it in such yeah. a big way. And it sort of gave me this unspoken permission to allow that to come through and not be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Because Ooh. I think it's when we're afraid of our feelings that they either overtake us or they mess with us.
2: You're so blessed to have that.
3: You know, when we, when we think that they are the truth, not something that we are experiencing as a, as a response to something,
2: mm-hmm. right. when
3: we allow ourselves to feel them and move through them, that's just being human. That's mm-hmm. just awesome. And so I'm just very lucky that my job allows me to run the gamut of those so that I can get them yeah. all out of my system. And then... Yeah. <laughs> TV with my husband on the couch with furry socks
1: you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> well Anjali thank you so much for joining us we have had oh. an absolute blast having you and honestly I you know we all we just wrote questions trying to get uh, get information about the next few episodes out of you but then you just <laughs> were you were just so uh, so wonderful and
3: so good at Pivoting and getting you on other questions. So I didn't have to tell you. So no one tell you? Well, yes. No. You found my evil plan. Tell,
1: tell Kevin Feige you did good. You didn't. Like- so she is a villain.
3: Would you put in a good word for me? Because that'd be awesome. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah. You put in a good word for us. We don't know. Uh- yeah. <laughs> we'll scratch no, each other's backs.
3: I do have to say, you guys, this has been a really fun time. I always love talking with people who uh, don't just love. Superheroes and fantasy fiction and sci-fi because it's fun and exciting, but uh, but because there 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 are deeper reasons mm. to care about it. And you guys obviously have a deep and penetrating love for these art forms, um as do I. Because they, you know, that's that's what my life has been about. Little little geek, Anjali grew up to slightly <laughs> less little geek, Anjali. She's no. a little, she's just like maybe three inches taller.
1: <laughs> and it's a hat trick. You made all three of us almost cry during this conversation. You did it.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> did I have a on, dude? Does that make guys cry. Is that a thing? I don't. Yeah, we do. We <laughs>
1: did, on this podcast. uh Thank you again so much. Anything else you want to tell everybody that can find your stuff or anything or.
3: I mean, I'm very easy to find on the internet. Please find me on social media. I'm very active there. You can DM me. I'm very easy to find. Um, I also have a public-facing email address, like I said, Anjali at IamFunSize.com if people have questions that they don't necessarily want to ask out in the public arena on social media. And, um, and I'm just very excited to get this book out to the world because, like I said, I, I really it's, it's a continuation of what Ms. Marvel is doing. Um, hopefully it's just in a different, just in a different format, you know, helping people realize that the very thing that makes you, you and unique and quote unquote weird is the very thing that makes you awesome.
4: Absolutely.
0: That is absolutely something that the Stranded Panda community especially can get behind. Yeah, pandas. Woo! Yep, that's something that we're we're definitely going to just be dumping links yeah. to when it's when it's available publicly. We will
1: absolutely let everybody know for sure.
3: Oh, God bless you for that. One more thing that I'm really excited about is the relaunch of the Discord that we talked about uh, earlier in the in this uh, interview that we were having. So if anyone wants to come by and hang out with our community, the Bimaniacs please feel free to join. It's a wonderful and inviting and very very full of geek goodness community so join us be one of us one, one of us <laughs> well and also we're all gonna like get together after the, the season is over yes. right and we're yeah. gonna debrief yeah we absolutely. have to yeah like, absolutely. we're gonna we circle back. back and have a conversation
2: I'm inviting myself back to the show, but yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it depends on how,
1: how mad I am at uh, Auntie Ruby. Like, uh, if I don't know... Is she gonna, is she gonna...
3: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'll, steal myself. I'll steal myself. Maybe I'll be talking to two of you, not three of you. Yeah, we I'm, don't know. You yeah. may, I... may hate me. You may love me. I can't tell you. Who knows? I just
1: don't know if I'll be able can... to hide my anger, you know? It depends on how... I how... can separate art from the artist. I'm good. Like, we <laughs> well, can do I... this. I with aunties, it's fine.
3: If Auntie Ruby pisses you off that much, then I, I you uh, a good I, job. I, I will get it. I will understand. <laughs> but, uh, no, but really, I, I'm I'm really excited for the world to have this show. I'm really excited for the world to have Iman. She is so young and so wise beyond her years. And the the greatest thing about us having her is that at this young age, we now get to have her for decades to come. Um, yeah. because we because the you know she's she's in the public eye so much sooner mm-hmm. and, and so at such great. a young age. I'm really excited for the world to have her.
0: Me, yeah, lock her into one of those multi-decade MCU contracts that we've heard so much about. <laughs>
3: I have a feeling she wouldn't mind, and I, I think you guys yeah. paid attention to how dope she is and how deep in the MCU lore she is.
0: So. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's like the first thing that I thought of whenever I saw her in an interview. And then also when Kamala came on, it was, she's one of us. Mm, she's yep. one of us guys.
1: Yep. She's very much what Kamala represents as well. So yeah. thank you. Yeah. I know, I know we've thank gone you. longer thank than you expected. Same let you
3: here. Go. Um, thank you again. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for opening your community to me.
2: Thank you, Anjali Bibi
3: <laughs> thank you bye <my> john
1: <laughs> thank you for joining us for the marvel cinematic universe podcast available everywhere you get podcasts and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash stranded panda tv and available at youtube.com slash stranded panda and if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts geeky projects and
4: ways to support the network visit strandedpanda.com.